Get ready to drop the puck, take a free throw, and step up to the plate. It's time for the Metro East Sports Podcast on lineupmedia.fm. From the front office wealth management studio in Edwardsville, welcome to the Metro East Sports Podcast, talking all things sports in the Metro East. Season number four, show number 32, recorded Monday, September 11th. 2023. I am David Leip. And of course, can't go further without saying something about 9-11, our date today. Um, Shout out and thanks to all the first responders out there, all the police officers and the firemen. It shouldn't take a disaster to make you realize how important those folks are. But uh, appreciate you and thank you from the Metro Esports podcast. Tonight's show features one of the country's best in a sport that we have not covered on this on this show, one of the country's best bag throwers, and he's also the girls' and boys' volleyball coach at Bunker Hill. I cannot wait to hear all the stories that Brian Jones has. Guest number two will be Anna Murphy, talking more girls' volleyball with the Highland High School girls' coach, head coach Anna Murphy. Guest number three is our latest charitable champion, Daniel Gearer, formerly of Father McGivney High School and currently a student at SIU Edwardsville. And John Huff, one of my favorite guests, is going to be back here tonight from the Gateway Sports venue to talk about boys' high school football, to look at where we are in the season right now, and to think about where we're going. I want to hear some predictions from him. I want to hear about the teams he's watching, the, the guys he's watching, and anything else he's got his eye on in the Metro East Sports. Before we start, thanks to partners Cassins, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, Callaway Home Loans, Keller Williams Marquee, the Blasting Game Group, Integrity Spine and Joint Center, Front Office Fiduciary Network, Oakbrook Golf Club, Viviano Heating and Air Conditioning, and Wang Gang Asian Eats. Three things you can do to help this podcast because you love it. Number one, subscribe. It's free. It's going to come right to your device wherever you get podcasts. You're going to get you're going to get to hear from the greatest, most interesting, legendary, soon to be legendary people and teams in the Metro East. Number 2, follow us on all of our social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and of course the Gram and don't forget if you have a story idea, email me please at mespdave@gmail.com. At I get great ideas from you guys all the time, so keep those coming. And remember, you can nominate your favorite team for Integrity Spine and Joint Center, Metro East Team of the Month. Could be a park and rec team, could be a middle school team, a high school team, you name it. To nominate a team for Team of the Month, send your suggestion to mespdave at gmail.com. Please put Team of the Month in the subject line. All right, welcome to the show, Brian Jones. Thanks for having me. I can't wait to hear about a nationally ranked bags champion. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a lot different nowadays than it was back in the day, but um, the game has grown so much, everybody plays it now, so there's a lot of us out there. When's back in the day? What are you talking? When are you talking? Uh, I started about 11 years ago. 11 years ago was your first 
national tournament or was 11 years ago when you first started throwing bags competitively 11 years ago was when you went to your cousin's birthday party in the backyard. I mean, like yep, yep, walk me through it, it all. It all started at a barbecue. Um, Woo! somebody had a set of boards. We started throwing. It was, it was a blast. And, um, it was like, man, this, this is pretty cool. So we, uh, started looking for some tournaments. Well, obviously there wasn't nothing around here. So we had to travel up towards Chicago to play. And uh, just got addicted from there. And uh, I've been a pro for – this is starting season number nine that I've been a pro for nine years. Yep. How many events are you playing a year? I used to play all the time. Uh, I used to play five nights a week, every weekend. Um, but now, I mean, it's I've had to slow down a lot because um, I've got some other things going on. So I don't play as much anymore. But um, I still travel to five or six national events a year. Okay. None of my friends listen to my podcast. They all, they, you know, anyway. But I'm going to bring you to my house. Let's and I do want it. you to play like, pretend like you've never played before. Let's do it. And I'll be like, yeah, this is my buddy Brian, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Have you ever done that? Um, we've done it a time or two, yeah. Yep. <laughs> What's the purse? At a professional bags event, it all varies. Um, I mean, it could be anywhere from a thousand dollars to twenty thousand dollars. I mean, it all varies. What's your biggest? What's been your biggest paycheck? Uh, my biggest paycheck was. I don't. They all. They all run together, but I mean, you <laughs> ever you can, over ten? There's anytime. people. There's, no, I've never been that high. Um, I mean, you win $1,000 pretty regularly. Over a weekend, right? Yep. So it's a two-day event. Walk me through it. You show up on Friday night, register, place all day Saturday, all day Sunday? There's multiple divisions. So you obviously singles is the main the main event. Uh, you play doubles as well. Um, you can play co-ed nowadays. They have seniors events. They have women's events. They have team events. Um, so, yeah, you show up on Friday. You play all day Friday, doubles and singles is on Saturday, and it's a full day. What's it cost usually? What's your entry fee? Hundred bucks. Yep, yep, hundred bucks. There you go. Are people drinking all libations the, the whole time? Yep, everybody. A, not every, like myself. I myself, I don't drink. I wouldn't if I was um, there to win. But there's some of them. I mean, that's that's, that's their aiming fluid, man. They um, they have to drink to calm their nerves. Um, that's not good but they're professionals they're professional cornhole players and they're professional drinkers man do you train for it or do you just play uh when i was good you had to practice i mean it's just like any other sport i mean if you're not practicing somebody's ahead of you i mean you it's muscle memory but you have to get it so you have to practice to get it and um i mean if it's just like it like i said any other sport if you're not practicing every day you're, you're behind. So as far as training wise, no, I mean, you don't have to be in the best of shape. I mean, you can be seven years old and play, or you can be 80 years old and play, but you're a fit guy. Does that uh, help you? I, I, I mean, I've played sports all my life, so I mean, it does. I mean, I'm, I don't get tired of walking back and forth or, or whatnot, but, um, more of it is, you know, when you get into some matches, I mean, they could last 
25, 30 minutes, um, which doesn't seem like a lot, but like your mental focus, I mean, you're focused the whole time. I mean, cause you're concentrating on what you're doing. I mean, absolutely. You know, you, if you're 12 points is the most points you can score per round. So that's all, making all four bags in the hole. If you're not making all four or three out of four, I mean, you're giving up points. Are you sponsored? Yes, I am. By? Uh, I've had several sponsors. Right now, I'm sponsored by No Jacks Bar and Grill down in Smithton, Illinois. Woo! Um, original Cornhole Gear here in Holiday Shores. Um, I got a de- kind of a deal with Rockwell Watches out of Utah. Uh, my personal organization, Jersey County Cornhole, that I run events and tournaments around the area. Yeah, let's talk about that. Jersey County Cornhole Association. Yeah, it's just Jersey County Cornhole. Yeah, it's, it's Jersey County Cornhole. Do you have a Do you have a website? We have a Facebook page. Yep. Okay. But awesome. we we run all kinds of events. I mean, we've been like going back to when I started playing. There was nowhere around here to play. Nobody. I mean, it's it's not like now. You can turn on the TV and see it. Everybody knows what Cornhole is. Have you been on TV? I have. When you when we started, there was no place to play. So we're like, man, we're gonna start it. And we started it, like I said, 11 years ago. And, I mean, it was tough, I mean, to get people in. But now, I mean, we've been doing it so long. There's so many other people that do it as well. But, I mean, we've been around a long time. We we pride ourselves in professional events. Um, and a lot of people come out to our stuff. But, again, there's multiple people in groups that, that do a great job as well. But now you can go anywhere. I mean, you can go anywhere and play every day of the week, multiple tournaments a weekend. There's just so many people doing it nowadays. I'm just brainstorming here. The Metro East Sports Podcast Cornhole Championships. Let's do it. Presented by the Jersey County Cornhole. Sounds good to me. We could do a show out there, live stream it. I would love it. I I think it'd be fantastic. It'd be a blast. Absolutely. Um, We just got done. We just, we did a, our help run the Jason Mott Cornell tournament out of St. Louis. Um, for those of you that don't know, Jason Mott was a Cardinal pitcher. Yeah. Um, for his foundation, this was the ninth event we just did last Thursday um, here in St. Louis, and we've almost raised $2 million on his Cornell events that we've done. I got another idea. The assistant athletic director at Edwardsville High School, Bill Herman, fancies himself a cornhole king. You need to take him on and shut him up. I can do it. I want to see it. I can do it. I want to see it. All right. Let's talk about let's talk about our partner. Thanks to partner Cassins Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, the number one place to purchase a vehicle in the Metro East. If you're in the market for a new or a pre-owned car, check out Cassins inventory in person where they've been for 25 years or online at Cassins.com. Cassins has earned the highest ratings for customer service. Their expert staff is committed to making your car buying experience enjoyable, including convenient on-site financing. I've purchased four vehicles there, and I will not buy a car or a truck or a minivan. They've got a, they've got a Harley Davidson in the showroom. I saw it. So I, someone brought it in as a trade-in, I believe. I won't, I won't buy a motorcycle anyplace else. Cassins is the clear-cut leader for quality, service, and customer satisfaction. Go see Steve, Cliff, Holly, Greg, Greg, Bob, Mike, or Trent today. See, I went off the script, started talking about motorcycles, and then next thing I know, I'm messing everything up. 
All right. But bags isn't the only thing that you do. You said you got some other stuff going on. You're a busy guy. You are the head boys and girls volleyball coach at Bunker Hill High School. Yep, that's well, correct. How long have you been doing that? Well, boys this past year was our first year for boys. So um, we co-op with Staunton. So one year under my belt for boys volleyball there. Girls, I just took over the head coaching job this season, but I've been an assistant there for the past five years. How'd you get into volleyball? You said you've been playing sports your whole life. Yeah, I've played volleyball since I was 10 years old. Interesting. Where are you from? Brighton, Illinois. How did you get into volleyball as a 10-year-old in Brighton? I know they've got baseball there, Isringhausen, yep. right? I know they've got football and basketball, but they haven't had volleyball there in an organized fashion, or did they, and I just don't know about it? No, they didn't. They, um, you know, that's the thing. Back, whenever I was, back when I was in school, they didn't have boys' volleyball. They didn't have boys' club like they do nowadays either. So I was basically just picked it up. My parents and a bunch of their friends played together all summer and during the winter, and it was something I liked to do. So I hopped in and started at a young age, and I've played all over the place. So it's – um. Just, I love it. I mean, and to help kids, you know, get a chance to move on and uh, enjoy a sport that I do, I mean, I'm all about it. When you say you've played all over, have you, are you playing six-person volleyball, sand volleyball, what kind of volleyball, what level, where, when? Both. I mean, indoor, we played men's. I mean, I played co-ed around the area, but we traveled and played men's volleyball sixes. And then um, as I got older, I transitioned over to sand. And when you play sand, I mean, we played a lot of doubles and like fours, co-ed fours, men's fours. But sand was sand was um, a lot easier for me and um, enjoyed it a lot more. Were you the driving force to get to get boys volleyball added at Bunker Hill? No, they um, Bunker Hill's doing a lot of good things. Um, like I said, they've They've added a lot of sports. They added girls and boys tennis. Um, like I said, we co-op with Staunton, so I think they play in soccer and golf and whatnot, which they didn't have. But, no, they um, they came to me and said that uh, they were adding boys volleyball and wanted to know if I'd be interested in being the coach. And um, I said, sure. And they, uh, they offered me the job and, um, like I said, had a good group of kids. I mean, they've ne they had never played volleyball before which was kind of good because you can teach them the correct way. Um, you know, whereas, you know, like girls, they've been playing for so long and some of them, they don't play to, to the way you think they should. So you got to kind of teach them your way, which is kind of going backwards before you can go forwards. But with the boys, I mean, we just started from scratch. And like I said, they, they improved every day. Uh, they had fun and they worked hard and, um, you know, it was, it was a challenge, but it was fun. And, um, I mean, we had some good senior leaders. We lost to, like, three players. So we're, we got a good group coming back and uh, hoping to add, you know, some new kids coming in um, for this next season coming up. So credit, we'll see. Credit those seniors that came out knowing that they were going to play volleyball for one year. Oh, no, exactly. Exactly. And, I mean, they, like I said, they worked hard. They, um, they had to learn everything from scratch. But, I mean, they didn't complain. I mean, they were always early at practice. You know, several of them wanted to stay late and work. 
Um, so, I mean, you know, as a coach, you can't ask for any more. Okay, so here's my public service announcement for you. I think a lot of those boys playing basketball right now for Coach Parmentier would benefit this spring when their basketball season is over with playing some volleyball if they're not playing baseball. No, that's, that, that is very true, and that is the case. Um, the season does overlap with baseball. I mean, they go on at the same time. I got, you know, I got a kid. Oh, that's right. Caleb Softly, that he's our baseball pitcher, one of our baseball pitchers. But, like, he's one of my better of volleyball course. players as well. Um, but not all, but not all those kids are going to play baseball. So if you're looking for a spring sport, no, for sure, especially for sure. especially you know especially if you're the sixth man yep. on down, you know if you're the starter, okay, and you want to go play some AAU ball, or whatever basketball is your thing. But especially, you know, you're not a starter. Find find that sport at which you're going to be the hero. No, for it sure, it might be volleyball. It is, and that's the thing. Like several of my kids, they they didn't play any other sports. Volleyball was the only sport they played. Um, Fantastic. You know, some kids from Staunton, like I said, they, they had never played any sports before. And, um, you know, volleyball was their first one. and They loved it. And it had to have been hard because you're playing kids who've had kids and teams and programs who were established. Oh, yeah. And you are fighting an uphill battle. Yep. I mean, we're a small school and we're playing against, you know, like we played against Collinsville, uh, Edwardsville. Granite City. I mean, all those schools are four times or five times bigger than we are. And they're established, and they've got kids that have been playing, so you just got pummeled. Um, I mean, we beat a few of them. Who'd um, you beat? We did. We beat Granite City. My buddy, uh, Justin Warren, that I played ball with, he's the head coach down there, and he's been down there for a long time. Um, so I did get one on him. Uh, Collinsville, we lost to. Edwardsville, we lost to. Um, but again, I mean, those programs have been a lot around a long time. So hopefully going forward, I'll be able to build my program to where we can compete with the um, teams like that. So all I saw on max preps was one in five. No, that's girls. Yeah, we ended up, um, I think we ended up with four wins, but we easily could have had eight or nine. Okay. So you won more games than I thought you would have. I assume that you were going to win none your first well, year. Sorry, there, sorry about no, that. But I just that, think, you know, there when was, you're a first-year program. There was a lot of us that, I mean, myself, I didn't. But, um, I mean, there were several of them that was thinking the same thing, that we would, you know, first year out, there was no expectations or whatever. But, like again, like I said, you know, we improved a lot, and there were some games at the end of the season that we let slip away, which – you know, I was kind of bummed about, but the boys kept working hard. Like I said, we're uh, we're looking forward to this season coming up. Okay. Because, um, like I said, we got a good group coming back. I don't want to just talk about the boys the whole time. Let's talk about your girls' team right now. You're on your way to practice. I know you're in a hurry. How's the girls' team at Bunker Hill this fall? How you doing? Uh, well, looking at our record, we're not real well we're doing real well. But um, I mean, we've played some good schools so far. Um, That's where I see you're one and five. Yep, yeah. and. Um, this summer, and we played in the Lucent Clark Summer League. And our first night in, we lost um, we lost one of our better players um, she, to an injury. Yep, she she uh, blew out her knee, so she's she's got surgery and rehabbing that. So uh, we're looking forward to having Emmy back next year. But um, I, I mean, I got a good group. They work hard. We're young. Uh, I got a good group of freshmen that are coming in. 
Uh, we just played in the freshman tournament down here at Maryville Christian a couple weekends ago, and we took second. Um, we should have won, but we let one slip away. But overall, we played real well with the group that uh, the, the group that we have. But um, I don't know what it is, man. Every school we go to and play, every every school's tall. I don't have any height. I mean, we haven't had height the five years I've been there. Um, so you're, you're, it's an uphill battle there. But like I said, the girls, the girls, they put forth the effort. Um, and I keep telling them, you know, just keep working hard. The wins will come. Um, so we'll see. We play Springfield Lutheran on Wednesday. And I think Springfield either, either won state last year or they finished second. So, uh, it's, it's going to be a rough one for us probably. So other than height, what will it take? for Bunker Hill to take the next step in volleyball. What are you looking at to take the program to the next level? Boys, girls, all of it. Just hard work and being a team. Um, you know, if we work hard and we all have the same goal, I mean, we'll get there. Uh, again, like I said, they, they come in and they work hard every day. I mean, that's all you can ask. It's just getting them ready to play and – you know, working hard in practice. I mean, if we can do that and improve every day we go out, we'll uh, we'll be there. We'll be there before we know it. I gotta think, coaching volleyball is the number one time obstruction for you between bags and and really focusing on bags again. Is that is that not right? No, it's true. I mean, I, I work a full time job also. What I do mean, you do? I, I work construction. Um, so, I mean, I leave the house before six in the morning and I go straight to volleyball practice or a volleyball game and I get home, it's nine thirty, ten o'clock and I get up and do it all over again. So the bags game has, has taken a hit. That's why I haven't, I haven't played a lot of bags because I've been in the coaching. I mean, I coached some club last year, so that took up my time in between boys and girls. Um, so last year was a real struggle, um, which I'm not doing the club this year because I want to get back in, you know, playing some bags and traveling for that. So do you talk to the kids about bags? Uh, do the volleyball kids ever ask about it? Do they know? They do. Um, I mean, I talk about it a little bit, but again, I mean, we're there for, it's not about me, right? We're there for them. And whenever I'm there, I mean, they got my full attention on, on volleyball and working with them. Um, like I said, that's why my bags game has, taking the back seat um, because I got bigger plans and bigger things ahead of me for that. So I don't want to take away from them. Last question. When's the next bags event? Well, I have a local regional this Saturday or this Sunday. Sorry. Um, it's just a local event. And then uh, my first major national event will either be in two weeks in Cincinnati or It'll be after volleyball season in South Bend, Indiana. So right around the corner. Okay, so we can find you on Facebook, Facebook, Jersey County Cornhole. Yep. Jersey County Cornhole on Facebook. You can follow along with Brian Jones, and you can follow along with his boys and girls volleyball teams at Bunker Hill, and I wish you the best of luck, and I got to get, I gotta get you over to a barbecue at my house. We're going to put Billy Herman in his place. Sounds Let's good. See it. Let's, let's do it. 
Brian Jones, thanks so much for coming by. Good luck this fall with the uh, girls' team, and good luck with the boys in the spring, and good luck with your bags. Uh, I want to be the official podcast of uh, Jersey County Cornhole. Right on, man. I appreciate you having me in. Um, and again, I uh, I thank you very much, and um, I'm in. <laughs> Brian, thanks. Head girls volleyball coach from Highland High School, Anna Murphy, in the studio. But first, Andy Callaway of Callaway Home Loans saves me money every month now, and he'll save my family thousands in the long run. How? He refinanced my existing mortgage, and he can do the same for you. Rates are all over the place, but you need to take advantage of an easy, fast, and affordable way to refinance. He does conventional FHA and VA loans and Ask for the Metro East Sports Podcast Special. If you refinance with Andy, he will donate $500 to the Metro East High School or Junior High team of your choice. He'll give $500 to Roxana Volleyball. Would you like that, Anna? Yeah, good for them. What are you talking about, <laughs> Anna? Tell the truth. Spread it around. I mean, of course I'm biased to Highland. You want it to I go to Highland. Highland. Yeah. Look, people, refinance with Andy, and he'll give 500 bucks to Anna Murphy's program, the Highland Bulldogs, or the team or the program of your choice. Terms and conditions apply. But call Andy today at 618-830-3332. Save money and support your favorite team in the Metro East. It's funny. I always ask these coaches. I think I do the same thing with Zach. I'm like, he'll give the 500 bucks to try ad tennis. You okay with that? He's like, yeah, that'd be okay. I'm I like, mean, no. Everybody needs it. <laughs> everybody needs it. But I mean, you got it. You want it for your program. Yes, you want that yes. $500 for, for, for your team. You, you want the Bulldogs. Of course. Of course. Have it. All right. Yep. Anna, Coach Murphy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Fun, fun to be here. I'm excited. Well, is this your first podcast? No, actually. So my husband got his degree in media communications. Oh, uh huh. So he. We should have brought him. He could have uh, given he, me some tips. Oh, he he would have. Yeah, he would have given you everything. He had his own podcast going. Okay. Um, and so that's what he did up until the pandemic. And no yeah, mas. So no, no. He graduated college and hasn't really picked it back up yet. But okay. Head coach of the uh, girls volleyball team. How long have you had that position? This is my first year with it, actually. Okay. And what and you were assistant before this though you said right yep assistant and JV okay yep. and how's the season going looks like you are three and five you said yeah yep I'm looking at it right now you start off the season with a win over Decatur Eisenhower um, what happened with Maine East I got no score for that one with Maine East yeah it's like you, it says Maine East oh I don't know did you play them <laughs> no <laughs> oh, that's weird Bloomington yep. Granite yep. City yep O'Fallon it's yep. tough. Tough schedule, huh? It, yeah. So we started off actually with our Edwardsville tournament, okay. and that was our first varsity tournament. And so that has some really great competition, and we got to see a lot of really good schools right off the bat. What do you like about your team? I, you and I figured off the air that we are about one-third through our season, Yep. at least for me, and probably about for you, right? Yep, about. Yep. Third mark, a third uh, point in the season. What do you like about your team at this point? Man, I love their energy and how just excited they can get and how passionate how passionate that they can get. Um, that's something for me, whether I was coaching or playing, I've always been a very passionate person, very passionate player. And these girls are just as, if not more passionate even, and they are. <laughs> this is good. This is great. Gonna... I love it. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, nothing. Just, just, just my phone going off here. 
what's going on here? How can this be happening? Oh, you know what it is? Oh, is it your computer? It's on the computer. <laughs> I thought it was my phone. Oh, you know what? I'm not editing that out at all. I'm, 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 I'm letting that it's go. It's got a lot of happen. Like, yep. you saw me. I'm sitting here fumbling over my phone like, oh, my phone's going over the Bluetooth. I, d- I know. And I was. Oh. I made sure all of my sound was off on everything beforehand. Yeah. I was like, oh, no. That's pretty cool. That's, that's a good thing. All right. So as you were saying? Um, yeah, super passionate. Girls are super passionate. Um, you know, they give so much effort and they are just, they're really great to be around. Okay. So mm-hmm. before I had to X out of that page, I was looking at your roster and yeah. I saw a <laughs> bunch of seniors. Yeah. Yep. Six, right? six, six senior mm-hmm. leaders on your team, right? Yep. yep. Okay. Who, uh, yep. who, who's the captain? Do you have a captain this year? No. So we don't really have captains. Um, we kind of just roll with almost, a, uh, almost a leadership team with our seniors. So our six seniors, um, they take over most of the leadership roles that a captain would have. I'm the same way. I don't do, yeah. I don't do, I don't do captains. All right, let's talk about you. How did you, you were a volleyball player growing up. You're a tall person. Yeah, How tall I are you? Am. Um, you know, every roster I've been on, I think has said six one and that's for sure. Not true. Um, a healthy five eleven. It's not yep. rude to ask a woman how tall she no, is. If she's no, a, no, no, She's a volleyball player. Well, you're supposed to. Volleyball player, but everyone lies on the roster, right? Okay. Everybody wants to be a little bit taller. Yeah. Every, you know. I'm not going to yeah. ask any woman how, how old she is or how much right. she weighs. But uh, yep. Volleyball. Yep. Height, height yeah. is good. Height, height is good. Yep. Height is okay. So you grew up as a volleyball player. Where'd you grow yeah, up? Yeah. Moline, Illinois, actually. Quad Cities. Yeah. Quad Cities. Yep. yep. And Charles Dickens' brother is buried there in that park yeah. there. Yep. See, yep. see what I know. Yep. I've been, look at you. Yep. It's all John Deere yep. up there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Played some yep. tennis against Augustana there. Oh yeah. Yep. And yep. did you go to Moline High School? Yeah, sure did. Where where the Derwin family, where Tom Derwin was built a tennis dynasty. Yeah. There. <laughs> yep. You yep. know that name? A little bit. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yep. So yeah. you grew up in Moline. You played yep. volleyball at Moline High School, yep. and then any college volleyball for you? Yeah. So I played at Greenville University. That's what brought me down south to down, this area. Yep. Down in Southern Illinois. So. Um, yeah, played with COVID. We were able to get an extra year of eligibility. So I played a full five seasons, which is a very long amount of time. Okay. No one plays a full five seasons. and There's a reason why. Um, but yeah, played five seasons there. It was great. I enjoyed it so much. So by the time you were done, you were done. Yeah. I mean, I had kind of, so I met my husband there and we had gotten engaged. We were about to get married. So just kind of the next phase of life and you know, stayed back and played one more season, which is great. But at the same time, too, I was ready to get married and start teaching and do all the bigger life things. What are you teaching at Highland High School? Yeah, so I mostly teach all English, but mostly English one. So I have four sections of freshmen. Yep. Yep. Um, and then I teach a real world communications class as well. And then yearbook. I do the yearbook. Very good. Two English teachers here behind oh, the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> Sports and lit and American lit. Okay. Right. Yep. So eventually yep. you'll, you may branch out and start teaching something other than the freshman, but right now you're enjoying it. Oh yeah. Um, I'm actually getting my master's right now in literature with okay. hopes of being able to do like an American letter or something, bring something like that to Highland. Any literature. kind of, uh, speciality in your literature studies? Um, so I'm about halfway through the master's right now. I would say what I enjoy the most is like the Harlem Renaissance, um, that, and I would say Shakespeare, which are, they're very two polar opposite areas of literature, but those are my two favorite. Should we discuss the rivalry between Zora Neale Hurston and uh, Richard Wright? Yeah. And the, uh, mer- yeah, and, the mer- and the merits therein? I just read Savage Holiday by Richard Wright last week. I read it all in one night. 
Yeah, and I love Zora. Yes. You think yeah. anybody's listening to us? No. Anybody that, everybody's like, what are you talking about? Well, I know I you're teach, here for sports, but. Yeah, I teach their eyes. We're watching God. Yeah, and it's, it's one of my, my favorite books. Yeah, yep. mine too. Yep. And uh, incredibly, there is a social worker, former social worker at Edwardsville High School who is literally uh, his, I'm going to mess this up, his grandfather was her sibling. Wow. Yes. So like he's a, a great aunt. aunt. Yeah. Yes. Great aunt. She's yeah. literally his wow. great aunt. That's so cool. Crazy. Yeah. Amazing. All right. Well, we can't talk about Harlem. <laughs> I mean, I, I could we talk. We could about, though. Yeah, <laughs> I could. Were you surprised I knew that? Anyway. Um, so let's talk about your style as a volleyball coach. Is it tough for you as a, as a young person right out of college to coach these girls who aren't that much younger than you? Um. I would say no, but I think also teaching helps a lot with that, of really trying to maintain those student-teacher relationships in the classroom. I think that translates well to how I am as a coach, too. Um, and, you know, a lot of times, too, when the girls will try to guess my age, it's a little bit older than what I actually am. And, um, you know, I very much try to maintain that professionalism always and, you know, not be too friendly, of course. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm definitely not going to guess your age. Yeah. <laughs> How have, how have you changed as a coach during the brief time that you've been coaching? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm very fortunate to have worked with and to have learned under several great coaches, um, even from Mike Ducey, who is my high school coach and now coaches the men's program at Augustana, um, to, you know, Don Kerr and then Tom Ackerman at Greenville University was great too. Um, and then Natalie Ott, who had the position here before me, she, I mean, she taught me so much and she's still teaching me so much. Um, and, you know, she's a great friend that I can always reach out to and ask her for anything of, hey, what am I missing or what do you do in this situation? Um, but the growth that I've had as a coach, I mean, I came in with what I feel is a pretty strong foundation. But I think so much of coaching, especially a team sport, is learning how to manage people and how to um, kind of get the puzzle piece to fit. Because every year the puzzle pieces look a little different, even if you have a bunch of girls returning of, you know, people have grown, people have changed. How do you get that chemistry, those puzzle pieces to fit? Just had Brian Jones in here. He coaches the boys and the girls at Bunker Hill. Does Highland have boys volleyball? No, we don't at this point. Would you ever consider coaching the boys? I would. I would. Is that something that is actually a goal of yours to help them create a boys program there? Yeah, I mean, that would be something super, super cool. Um, you know, many boys students have brought that up and have actually wanted something like that. So it's definitely a cool possibility to have. Um, will it happen? We'll see. But yeah, if it does happen, I would love to be a part of it. It's, fan it's a fantastic sport. It is. And I grew up playing tennis, but I always think if they would have had boys volleyball when I was a kid, I would have been really tempted. Yep. It's a fun sport. Yep. It's a... It, it's a great sport. I think I think it's healthy. I think it's safe. I think it's inclusive. Um, I don't think it's that expensive. You know, I'm sure I'm wrong. I'm sure, obviously, if you if you join, a, if you want to play club volleyball, right. depending on the club and how much you travel, there's a price tag associated with it. But it's not like equestrian or even right. like yeah. ice hockey, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, once you get your equipment, like that's kind of the minimal cost. It's not super costly to start playing, but you're right. Those club programs or whatever you're in, that's where the cost kicks in. Okay. What's your vision for the program? You're a young coach. You've just taken this program over. What's your vision for the program? Man, I would really like to build up a reputation of being conference champions and even regional champions. Um, really 
you know, trying to push our levels of success and having 20 plus wins per season. That would, that's kind of what I'm aiming for right now. Who are the big, who are the big dogs that you're going to have to knock off for that to happen for you to be regarded as the, well, there's three classes in volleyball, right? Right. And you're two a, uh, yes, you're not three a maybe I'm not sure on that. I got to check that out. Okay. I believe, I, I think it might, I think it is four classes. So I think we are three a out of four. Yeah. Okay. I get them all confused. Yeah, I do, still. Too. <laughs> I do. Okay. So who are the teams that, that you are most hotly competing with? Yeah. So Mascuda and Waterloo, those are our two biggest rivals, especially they're both conference teams as well. Yeah. Um, so, you know, both great programs with a lot of winning history there. So those will be two, two good opponents this season. And what will it take for you to consistently have success? You're not going to beat them every year, mm-hmm. but for you to be consistently competing at that level, what will it take for you in that program? What are you going to have to add to that program for that to happen? Yeah, so I think it's building the program, like building a community, right? So it starts down at the younger levels. Um, you know, it doesn't necessarily start the first day of someone's freshman year of like, okay, like let's be a part of a good volleyball program. It's investing in the community, um, you know, even at younger ages. So trying to get some kind of almost like town kind of club program going, um, try to get kids involved with it from a younger age, from like fourth grade or so. So then that way they're building that community as they get older. Um, I remember I was a big basketball player growing up. And so in Moline, we had this little basketball program that would start in fourth grade. And then you would see the high school girls and you would look up to them and like they were idols. Like, you know, you dreamed of getting to play on that high school team. And that's the same kind of culture I want to create for our program of building at the younger ages. So there is no Highland Volleyball Club right now? No, not a club, no. Okay. So the girls that are playing Mm -hmm. are playing for Blue Steel? Yes, yep. Blue Steel, high performance out of Belleville. Yep. Okay, cool. All right, well, Anna, I wish you the best of luck. I think you're going to do it. I think you're going to turn that program, take it to new heights. Yeah. I think you're going to have a blast as an English teacher. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you, I'm on the other end of my English teaching career, and, man, we grade a lot of papers. I know. I know. Absolutely. How are you balancing that? That teaching, new wife, you got all that stuff going on, then you're, like, you're coaching. How are you balancing all this? Yeah. So, I mean, it's super helpful that, you know, my husband, he's great. He's a great partner, super supportive. So, it's not necessarily like I have to come home and there are a million things to do at home. Like he's super great in holding down that end of things. Um, but yeah, just really trying to manage my time, um, especially, you know, during school, during that prep, trying to make the most of it. Um, and to of sort of load management of, all right, does this have to be a priority grading right now? What What's the priority at the moment? Yeah, well... It's all those essays and research papers, man. I'm telling you, that's that's where just like I look at them sometimes. I'm like, but you got to do it. You know, we we all we all grade them. But okay, Anna Murphy, girls head volleyball coach, Highland High School. Congratulations on a good start to your career and a good start to your year. Good luck the rest of the season. Yeah, thank you. And good luck emphasizing the the Harlem Renaissance. And what was your other specialty? Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Yep. All right, I do. Charitable champion. Daniel Gear up next. But first, Edwardsville's got a bunch of great restaurants, but at the top of my list, Wang Gang Asian Eats. I've been a huge fan for years. Why? Their contemporary Asian menu is loaded with innovative takes on classic Asian flavors. Tasty appetizers like potstickers, choo-choo shrimp, and crab rangoon 
Delicious entrees like their famous Drunken Noodle and the Dragon Poke Bowl combined with their unique bar menu and world-class service makes Wang Gang a perfect destination for date night, family night, or even Sunday brunch. But if Asian ain't your thing, pop into Chappie's right next door for the best burgers, fried chicken, shakes, and the coldest beer on the planet. Located just west of Edwardsville High School, it's easy to find, and you'll be glad you checked out both places. All right. What do you think? Ready to go? Ready to rock. Welcome back, Chad. Hey, thanks. It's been a, been about two months, so I'm happy to be back. Thank you. You've been a traveling man. We did a little uh, summer travel. Where'd yeah. you go? Uh, ended up in Hawaii with the family, and it was fantastic. Is that you that put your cigarette out and started that oh, fire? stop. Please, no. Unfortunately, uh, or Fortunately, we were in Maui, but we got out uh, Just in time. Sunday right before the fire. Yeah, two days before. Whole family? The whole family, uh, wife and two kiddos, and uh, it was very sad, obviously, what, what happened in yes. Lahaina, but it was yes. it was awesome that we did get to see it before it burned down, and what a, yep. what a great city, and very sad for all those folks. Yeah, it is really sad. It's a terrible situation, and um, anyway, well, welcome back. Thank you. Good to see you, and you are here for the latest charitable champion, Daniel Gear. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank Straight you. from practice at SIU Edwardsville? Yes, sir. How's that going? It's going great. Um, just really getting to know a lot of the guys on the team and really filled with a bunch of good guys that are fun to be around, and it's fun to be at practice every day and, and coming in and working hard every day, and it's so much different than high school, but I'm loving it. A four-year starter at Father McGivney High School, which has built up an excellent baseball program, and now you are playing Division One at SIU Edwardsville. I, I must imagine that quite a big jump. Yeah, definitely. It's just, uh, you know, obviously Father McGivney runs a great program and everything, but nothing really compares to the Division One level of, of organization and practice and making sure everyone's getting their reps in and, and everything like that, and it's just great. And you're going to class every day? Every day. Every day. <laughs> Don't laugh, Chad. He's a, he didn't skip like you did. <laughs> you didn't skip. You were a good student. Chad is my a couple times. Chad's my former student. He was an A-plus student. What are you studying at SIUE? So right now I'm, I'm majoring in biology on a pre-med track. I'd like to either be a dentist or optometrist. Oh, they've got a, they've got a great dental program there yep, at SIUE. Absolutely. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah, and hopefully you'll be able to stick with baseball a long time. Um, there at SIUE, and do they have you? You were an outfielder at McGivney. Right? I did a little bit of everything at McGivney. You know, pitched, second base, shortstop, left field, out center field. So, but at SIUE, I'm I'm strictly outfield. What's your favorite? What, if you could play any position, where would it be? You know, looking back at my high school memories, a lot of my best memories were whenever I was on the bump pitching. But um, I really like outfield, just getting to run at balls full speed and, and make some good plays. So I like that. Nice. Where'd you hit in the lineup your senior year? Senior year, I batted second. I batted second junior and senior year. Awesome. Good deal. What advice do you have for a guy hitting second, Chad, as a Hall of Fame baseball player from SIU Edwardsville and a Hall of Famer at Edwardsville High School? Uh, advice on hitting second. I don't know if I have much advice. I did hit second a lot. I hit second and third, uh, hit fifth one year. Uh, I, I love, I love batting second though, because it's a place where, you know, you got to a get on base B you get to move runners or C drive in runners. So it's re really just about being that team guy and doing whatever it takes to help you help the team win. Yeah. I always liked it too. Cause Got a good look at the pitcher from the on-deck circle, first first at-bat of the game, so I always liked it for that reason, too. 
Didn't Cal Ripken Jr. always hit second? That's who I think of as a as a number two in the two hole. No? Ooh, I think he hit three most of the Did time. He? Yeah. I could be wrong. And he was one of my favorites. I should know that. All right. Let's talk let's talk to the charitable champion about being a charitable champion. First of all, what is the charitable champion, Chad? Yeah, the charitable champion is someone that we recognize a local student athlete who is just epitomizing doing the right thing in the classroom, in the community, and of course, on the baseball field or track and field or football field, basketball court, whatever it might be. Um, And we recognize these athletes. We obviously have you on the show. And then we make a $500 donation to the charity of your choice to really help preach philanthropy and help just, you know, get you thinking about giving back to your community uh, monetarily. And any athletic director, teacher, or coach can nominate a person for the charitable champion and his nominating person was his head baseball coach, Chris Irwin, who we had on the show recently. Great guy. Fantastic coach. And what did Coach Irwin say about Daniel? Uh, he said he's just a, a great mentor to the young players. He was a two-year captain. Uh, he really focused on his faith and family and friendship with his, with his teammates and that he was one of the most unselfish players that he's ever coached. That's that's a high compliment right there. That is the that it truly epitomizes just being a charitable champion or being a team player. I love it. To your captain, did you like being a leader on the baseball team? Something that you looked forward to? Yeah, absolutely. Just and 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 having that in the back of your mind every time you're going into practice that uh, people are looking up to you and and really everything you do, people are going to be watching you. So you always gotta gotta be on your best behavior. <laughs> Okay, well, and the charity of our champion's choice is? A Beacon of Light Pregnancy Help Center in Maryville. So tell us a little about that. Yeah, so, you know, at Father McGivney, we really talk about, you know, serving the culture of life. And um, A Beacon of Light, to me, just upholds that value so well, just in the way they support mothers who need that extra financial help raising children. And, um, you know, also people at McGivney also help that out. You know, J.C. Rogers, the, the mo- mother of Jackson, uh, also another family, the Reekman family, super involved in the, in the organization. So it was just really good to give back to them. Awesome. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. Great choice. Congratulations to you. And uh, congratulations to all the success at McGivney. You guys had a lot of success last year. Um, getting all the way, was it to the sectional final? Yes, sectional championship. Sectional championship, tough game against, that was Columbia? Yes. Okay, what do you remember about that game? You know, it was just a dogfight. It really was. And um, just two great pitchers going at it, and, and, and Vogel or Vagley or however you say it, and then uh, our guy Gabe Smith, and it, it really was just a dogfight, two great teams going at it, and uh, – you know, they got the better of us that day, but it was a good, good, good game. And a great senior season for you also as a, as a captain and a four-year starter at McGivney. You guys had a fantastic, fantastic year last year. What will you personally remember from your senior season at McGivney? Hands down, the trip down to Memphis. Um, just, you know, going down there, we weren't sure what to expect. We were going down there as a 1A school against all these absolute dogs (laughs) and uh going down there and just winning the whole thing against a team that's just a couple miles down the road was just so memorable and 
you know, we've played ball with all those guys at EHS for forever. And uh, getting the better of them down there was just so memorable, and I'll just never forget that. And I feel like you guys, are, there's a lot of friendships between the kids at McGivney and the kids at Edwardsville High School. Um, I know that the kids that I've had in class that have, that have played baseball have spoken, have spoken very favorably about the McGivney baseball kids. There hasn't been any sense of bitter rivalry or, or anything. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a rivalry, but you know, it's not, it's not anything bitter. It's just, it's just, you know, your friends out there. You want to go and you want to beat your friend, yeah, but at the end of the win. day, you're still buddies. Yeah, you want to win for sure. It's for amazing sure. how much talent we have just in this area. I mean, with those, if you combine those two teams, holy cow! I know. You guys are both so good. Yeah, and there's a lot of kids that go to McGivney that aren't in the Edwardsville district too. That go sure. to other skill, other schools as as well. But yeah, I know that there were. Definitely a few kids that, uh, at least a few kids that, that would have gone to Could Edwardsville gone other, yeah. otherwise. Okay, well, what are you looking forward to this year as a, as a college freshman? Just really getting a hang of, of the college experience, I guess, and, and how much different that is in, in everything, um, whether it's classes or baseball. Um, it's just been, it's, it's a whole different challenge in high school, so I'm looking forward to just tackling that challenge, and I'm enjoying it right now. Good for you. Where are you living? Still at home. Okay. And is that helping you focus at school? Yeah. I mean, I, I like it because I try and get all my schoolwork done at, at school, and I take that time and just stay on campus, and I say, okay, I'm going to go to the library. I'm going to finish all my work. And then that just kind of helps me separate school and home because sometimes I kind of kind of get a little unfocused at home. So I try and get my work done at school, and then I come home, and, and I – I relax. Smart. Get your stuff done at school. Who are you connecting up with the most so far uh, as far as new baseball guys on the team? Um, you know, uh, Spencer Stearns has been a great mentor. He's a sophomore there, EHS graduate, All-American. He's he's the real deal, and he he's a good guy, too. Getting to know him has just kind of helped take me under his wing and just show me the ropes, so... That's that's who comes to mind. That doesn't Former that's student. not surprising at all. Yeah. Love that kid. Former student. Yeah. Yeah. Great great baseball player too. Holy cow. Yeah. And a great kid. Where are they playing him there? Uh he's uh he's been practicing at first base and he's also pitching. So he's keeping up the two way thing. A lot of respect to him. That's a whole lot of work. I feel like he's going into his junior year or so, sophomore year. Sophomore year. Sophomore. He was only a freshman last year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean to get him on the show for sure. All right, well, Keep up the good work on the diamond and in the classroom and outside of the classroom. Keep up the good work. Setting a good example um, is leadership something that you are trying to be. Are you trying to be a leader in the Cougar baseball program as well? You know, being a leader to me, really, you got to have um, the experience. And for me right now, I'm just trying to pick up experience before I can start leading others. And obviously, you're still trying to to do everything that you think a leader would do, you know, just picking up baseballs and things like that. But but you don't really need to go out and assert yourself as a leader until you kind of understand the ropes and you understand the game within the game, kind of. Good answer. Any Good more answer. advice for him as a as a former college baseball player? Things that uh, – good advice that you wish you would have heard going into your freshman mm. year of college baseball? Yeah, I mean, just, just lean on Coach Lyons. You got a great coach there. Um, I love how you said picking up balls or doing whatever. I mean, as a freshman, you got to just bust your, bust your tail, right? Be the first one there, be the last one to leave, get, try to outwork everybody. And 
you know, when the time comes, you're going to get an opportunity to play. For sure. Former McGivney baseball star, current Cougar, and charitable champion for the month of September, Daniel Gear. Congratulations and congratulations on your donation of $500 to name the charity again. A Beacon of Light Pregnancy Center. Good luck this year. Thank you. Thanks, Dan. Back again for his third time on the show is John Huff of the Gateway Sports Venue. 27,000 followers on X. So congratulations to you on that. Thank you very much. It's weird to say hear someone say X now instead of Twitter. I still refer to it as Twitter. Oh, that's because you're you're not hip like me. I call it X. There you go. Because you know uh, Elon Musk bought himself an entire letter of the alphabet mm-hmm. by by doing that, which was pure genius. But and I, I never thought of it like that, but he, he did. He did, and that's why. Anyway, John Huff, Gateway Sports Venue, and always great to have you here, man. You are in my mind. The most knowledgeable guy, high school sports across the board, the big sports. Well, th- thank you very much. That means a lot coming from you. And uh, I think there's a lot of other really smart people that have been here a long time, lo- longer than me, for sure, that are definitely know what they're talking about more than me. But uh, no, I really appreciate that. that well, I think, but I think you have the current knowledge of class by class, school by school in football, basketball soccer and some other sports and i think i think your coverage is it's thorough and intense thank you very much um you know we cover baseball too and that's a lot of fun i i I couldn't tell you who's gonna be really really good right now but once you get into it it's i i I dive in pretty deep when it gets to baseball and uh, yeah soccer we're about to release our rankings i think i'll probably i'll put them out tomorrow as in tuesday as Monday as we record this, so uh, everybody will be able to see that. And I, I, I try to talk to coaches, and uh, that's it's really important when you're, you know, it's really important to talk to coaches who know what they're doing, and so then you can get a good gauge of who's good and who's not good. All right, before we get to you, if you're looking to buy or sell a home in the Metro East on the Illinois or the Missouri side, please give our partners at Keller Williams Marquee Jeb and Ginger Blasting Game the chance to serve you. They've got offices in O'Fallon and Edwardsville with more than 165 agents. The Blasting Games are a family-owned business that has helped over 11,000 families find just the right home. The Lipes are one of those families. Jeb and Ginger sold our house quickly because they're experts at staging and pricing, and they helped us find the perfect home, and they can do the same for you. No wonder they've been ranked in the top 10 real estate teams in North America. Give Jeb and Ginger Blasting Game a call at 618-578-9276 or check them out online at BlastingGameGroup.com. You will not be disappointed. All right, first, let's unpack. What is GSV? Yeah, GSV is Gateway Sports Venue, as we have established, and it has been around since 2016, and it is a high school sports social media platform that covers the entire St. Louis metro area of primarily the big sports, football, basketball, uh, baseball, and a little bit of soccer and uh, lacrosse. That's all the sports we've covered, and a little bit of hockey, too, cover it a little bit too so that's it's just the primary sports and uh try to talk about it as much as possible on twitter and instagram and post every day there be interactive and it keeps the people coming back and it grows the followers i probably should be offended that you're not covering tennis but i'm not i'm not gonna be i'm just gonna i'm just gonna plug tennis and just say hey john at some point maybe you uh cast your cast your eye over on the tennis but 
We'll get we'll get to that more later. I did play tennis in high school. Did you? Yeah, that was my only sport I played. Where are you from? I went to Ladue High School, and Ladue we just won state in in boys and girls last. Uh, yeah, in class two, there's three classes in Missouri and one state in both of them. So, yeah. And your coach, uh, Margaret Shapiro, formerly Margaret Junker, is a, is oh, really? a tennis tennis girl that I've known uh, forever. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ladue actually came over and played Edwardsville this last year in our spring invitational and played us on one of the coldest days I can ever remember. We played like on a Saturday, March 1st. Oh. No, no. Yeah. No, April 1st. Like April 1st, March 31st, April 1st. And it was so cold. I'll never forget it. Practice was the worst part every year because it was cold. And you weren't used to that, too, because I'd always, you know, train at Frontenac Racquet Club. I don't know if you ever been there. Yes, there. of course. Yeah, so I'd always do that. And um, so then you come outside for March or February, whatever, when you started. And it was just like I always played my worst. And I almost got cut one year. I think my sophomore year I almost got cut because I was just playing near my worst. And then I barely got on and then – Finally worked my way up until at the second court until when the season ended. John Huff, former high school tennis player. Who That's knew? Right. Yeah. How come we never talked about that before? I think we okay. mentioned we brought it up, but I don't know if we ever gotten this deep. Okay. Well, you're here today to talk about we are one third through the fall sports season. It's it seems nice. like it just started. It did just start and it's already happened. Yeah. You said but we're a third way. of the way through it. And right now I think we have a pretty good idea who a lot of people are, but there's still a lot of questions out there. Let's start with soccer, okay. a sport that you've that you've been looking at intently here lately because you're getting ready to publish your your latest soccer rankings. Yeah, the right? first one. Yeah. Okay. So what do you what are you seeing right now in soccer, high school wise, in the Metro East especially? In the Metro East. Well, I gotta start with uh you know, the private schools, the CBCs, the Smets and the, you know, Chaminades there and Slews, they're always up there. And I would say Slews right now probably the number one team in the area since But we don't care about them because that's St. Louis. There you go, yeah. Um you of all people know Edwardsville's got a great thing going with the, their program. I mean, Mark Heiderscheid. Mark Heiderscheid. He's, he's a fantastic interview as well. I used to, for my old job at Riverbender, I used to interview him, and he would just take care of everything in, like, one one question. <laughs> and it's, like, good. That was, like, three minutes and, like, perfect. He and is so, a notoriously long answerer, but a great that. guy. He great is. The, but, yes, if you're interviewing somebody, the worst is the is the one-word answerer. Oh, gosh, I hate yeah, whereas Heiderscheid, he'll give he'll give you a, an essay, <laughs> whether you want it or not. But but I love that guy. Anyway, he's, go ahead. Yeah, great guy, and uh, so he's got Edwardsville doing good things already. Um, and then you know Altoff has been they were really they've been really good the last few years, and they're still solid. And then Columbia, I don't know if they're still undefeated, but they were I think six zero and one when I like, started scouting all these teams. And uh, I mean they they were solid too, and I, I knew they were a team to look at immediately. So, um, Triad and O'Fallon. Triad has been awesome so far. Um, they, I know they're pretty good last year, and um, I guess they're just as good, if not better. So, fantastic program, year in year out. Triad amongst the best in the Metro East, along with O'Fallon. You're gonna, you've looked at them. Yeah. I assume that they're gonna be in your rankings someplace. They have a good record. Yeah. Do you do separate rankings for the Metro East, or do you? I don't. You, okay. I, I include everybody. I uh, I think it, it makes the rankings more competitive and harder to break into, and I think it makes it more appreciable. Um, it's a, uh, it's more of a privilege, and I think it it's uh, it people can appreciate it more when they get in because you've really done something because you're one of the top fifteen best teams in the whole area, and this is one of the best soccer towns. Well. 
a lot of people call it the soccer capital of, of America. Yeah. So I, that means a lot. And so, yeah. And on X, you are at capital GSV underscore STL. Mm-hmm. And folks can look. I'm looking right now. You post a lot of video of, of several football games recently. You do a podcast where you preview the games weekly. And then the big thing, the rankings. Yes. And your small school power rankings as of last week, or excuse me, as of today, nine hours ago, number one, Cardinal Ritter, number two, Lutheran North, number three, MICDS. That's a small school, huh? Yes. Number four, Altoff, number four, Borgia, five, St. Dominic, Warrantine, Lift for Life, Festus, and sneak it in there in the top ten, the second Metro East school is Highland. Yeah, yeah. They have, uh, you know, Highland, they're off to, an, uh, I, pr- I think, probably the start that a lot of people thought they'd got get out to, um, you know, two and one. They've won all the games they should have won, and then um, they lost to Muhammad Seymour, who's a uh, ranked class five school. So um, no shame in losing to them. And then um, how about Altoff? I mean, they they had some really great players come in with Jason Dow and DeRay Hill, two four-star class of 2025 juniors, so and then they returned a, a good amount of guys from their quarterfinal class too. Jason Dow, formerly at Cahokia. Uh, Cahokia High School, he was on the show last year. He's an outstanding baseball player and a wrestler, mm-hmm. also. So he'll probably have an impact on three programs at Altoff there this year. Yeah. I would imagine he was got to be one of the. I mean, he's a tough lineman. He is. I mean, he's got some offer. I know he's offered from Illinois. So, um, and I'm sure there's a lot of other. Um, schools there too if Illinois have you interviewed him I have not no talk about a great interview and a kid with a very (laughs) magnanimous personality that kid he could host this show I have no (laughs) doubt he is he is he is he is a fantastic interview so you're gonna you're gonna love him when when you talk to him okay anything surprise you about those small schools any schools also that you're going to keep an eye on uh, especially in the Metro East. In the Metro East, yeah, yeah. I think, <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll talk about Metro East here for sure. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Modern Day they uh, rebounded from a devastating loss to Breeze Central on that field goal, um, and they had a really good win over Effingham, which you know I credit to Modern Day. I, I picked them to lose that game, and so they they won it. Uh, Trenton Zeeb had a really good game, dual threat quarterback. Um, and then of course you know Breeze Central, they're they're right on the outside. Just I. I Probably have them at eleven right now, just because they lost to Highland. So, and did you attend that modern day game? I didn't, but I, I saw some footage of it, and uh, I knew it was going to be a great game. I, I, I wish I could have gone to that. It's just there's so many great games going on in week two, and you know I'm kind of centered in St. Louis County, and gotcha. so, uh, I, 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 last two years people have been like, you got to come to the Milk Bowl, you got to come to the Milk Bowl, right? Yeah. So it's that sounds like one of the it's one of the best rivalries uh, for any sport in the whole area. Easily. Yeah, I've heard about that. That's that's an amazing, uh, amazing rivalry. Of course, the Milk Bowl is Modern Day versus uh, Free, Central. Free Central, and it's a fantastic event. And they haven't played it yet this year, right? They have played. Oh, they did play it. I thought that was coming up in weeks. No, that's later. week two. That was the game. Where, oh yeah, uh, duh. You said you said they lost in the last second field. Free goal. Central won on a field goal with four seconds to go, and apparently, a little controversy. Like, a, so apparently the ball like went out of bounds. Like, so the kick got blocked on third down and it went out of bounds but according to the rules if a kick goes out of bounds then it has to change possession to the other team so so i guess uh there's a little bit of controversy but then breeze made the next because everybody thought well you can it's only third down and if the you know if the 
opposing the kicking team recovers the ball, then it's still their ball, and it's they can so it's fourth down, they can go again, which they did, they made it. So, um, but still, Breeze Central won, and I think both Modern Day and Central are going to have pretty good seasons and make some runs in the playoffs. Any other teams that you're going to keep an eye on moving forward in the smaller classifications? Because the thing is, though, there's eight classes yeah. of Illinois State football. So where do you draw the line between small and large? I mean, because you're going up to... 1,000 enrollment. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So in 1,000 enrollment, typically, Altoff is 3A? They're actually 1A this year. 1A? Yeah, and they have like, I think, 300 students, something like that. And so they're really, they're going to compete for a state championship. You they, think? Oh, I know. Well, I don't want to say I know. Where would you rank them right now amongst 1A schools in the state? You, do you have any idea who else is good in the state of Illinois You know what? at they, 1A outside of the St. Louis area? I think they have it pretty good right now. And I think I saw it last week. Um, all tops ranked number three in 1A. And then there's um, Lena Winslow's number one. And then um, Forreston's number two. And those teams are both in northern Illinois. Like, those are no, like notoriously like powerhouses in class one. It's like... And they're from the same conference too, and so it's basically been the NUIC is just owned Class One in in Illinois. So um, it'll be really interesting to see how Altoff will go up against one of those teams who are just big and run the ball and pound it down your throat, three yard cloud of dust type of teams, and they have good defenses. So it's uh, that'll be that'll be a big battle. But other than that, I think Altoff just rolls like Southern Illinois, rolls through Southern Illinois to get to the get to the uh, state championship. And Highland strength, Highland, they're. They've done a good job of rebuilding because, like, they lost their whole offensive line and then all their, you know, key guys like Brent Wibbles at quarterback, Kate Altadonna. I know you guys, I think he's been on the show yeah. here. So, uh, twice. Right. So, just about all their key players. But uh, they have a, a guy named Blake Gelly who's a quarterback. He's a dual threat, and they still are able to pass. And uh, so, I think they're well coached. I think they're, they've rebounded quite well. So, I think uh, – there's a lot of parity in the uh, Mississippi Valley Conference, though, so uh, I'm not quite sure how they're going to do, but they have a huge game coming up against Mascuda this week. I was just, just going to say, keep an eye on Mascuda this year, right? Yeah. They're always tough, especially lately. They've been they've been a force to be reckoned with in that conference. Uh, triad, tough loss last week to Alton, to a, to a big school, to a 6A school. Yeah. Right? Otherwise, otherwise if Triad wins that game, they're probably sneaking into your top ten. Well, Triad, they're they're a large school, so they're over a thousand. Yeah, right. they are, and so is Mascuda. Like, Even though they're in the same conference as Highland, they are right. Yeah, it's a the Mississippi Valley Conference. That is a very intriguing conference because you got like, and by the way, Waterloo, I had them ranked last week, and they barely lost to St. Mary's, who I had ranked to start the season, but now they're they're one and two, so I don't have them ranked right now. But uh, I'll tell you what, Waterloo, they're looking good. Um, I think they could surprise a lot of people again this year. Are there any players in particular in the small schools on whom you are keeping your focus? Well, probably the two big guys. We have Jason Dow and, and DeRay Hill. <laughs> it's just, you know, how often do you get like two four stars to, you know. Who, what, what was the second in? name? Jason Dowland. DeRay Hill Jr. Okay. He just rushed for over 200 yards on, I think, 11 carries and three touchdowns against Centralia. So those are the two players mainly that you are focusing on in the small schools. Any, anybody else in the, in the smaller schools? Yeah, uh, East? yeah. I already mentioned Trenton Zeeb. He's a pretty good uh, dual threat quarterback from modern day. Um, I got the, they got some uh, Bree Central. They have some really good defensive players. They brought up seven starters back. So I'm kind of focusing on 
who's good on their defense. I don't have any any names right now on that that pump out jump out to me. But um, um, I'm thinking, and I know um, Cody Osterhage from uh, Waterloo is a good um, quarterback, and he's a good runner too. And I think he plays on both sides of the ball. So there's a lot of other good players. And then Blake Gelly from Highland. He's uh, he had he's had a pretty good start to the season so far statistically. Okay, I want to get to the big schools here in a second in your large schools and your large school rankings, which includes quite a few Metro East Four high schools. schools. Yeah. But first, located northeast of Edwardsville, Oak Brook Golf Club is a family-owned 27-hole public golf facility, and their goal is to offer the highest quality golf experience for a reasonable fee. Oak Brook is consistently recognized for awards such as friendliest staff, best course to host a fundraiser, and best senior scramble in the bi-state area. From fundraisers to leagues to instruction to an afternoon out on the links by yourself or with your buds, the Brook wants to win your business. I've personally played and hosted multiple golf scrambles there, and I can attest. Mike Surrey and his staff are the best. To book your next tee time or to start organizing your next fundraising scramble, give them a call at 656 5600 or check them out online at oakbrookgc.com. Okay, big schools. Let's start at the bottom. Number 10. This is a pretty big shocker to me. Belleville East, 3 and 0. They've gotten out to a good start. Um they had a come from behind victory over Collinsville, um which you know, if they lose that game, they're not ranked right now. I can guarantee you that. They really had to start out 3 and 0 um to you know, just to prove that they can build some wins, and and they're coming off of a you know of a of a playoff season. They were they went finished five and five, went five and four in the regular season last year, and they barely lost to Edwardsville last year. So they're they return a lot of guys, and they uh, beat Pekin, who they lost to last year by uh, twenty, and then they beat Lincoln Way West, who was previously two and zero, oh, and they beat them twenty eight fourteen. So they're off to a good start. Michael Harrison Jr. does a fantastic job there at Belleville East. He's been on the show a couple times. Love that guy and his enthusiasm for the program. Then we're going to give you number nine, Eureka, number eight, Kirkwood, number seven, Slew, and number six, the Panthers of O'Fallon at two and one. Yeah. Talk talk about the Panthers a little bit. Well, they ranked five. Um, I just there was a lot of movement. Um, you know, some some teams lost, and uh, but I know O'Fallon. They were one of those teams who lost last week. But you know, they lost to a pretty good Lincoln Way Central team, and you know, they already had a nice victory over Troy Buchanan. So I didn't want to. I don't only move them down one. So. You know they have a they're gonna have a pretty good defense and um, their offense has been able to you know play pr- play pretty well. I mean a good balance attack. Um, they have a you know we're talking about Altoff, uh, Braylon Grace, and he transferred from Altoff to uh, O'Fallon, um, and uh, he's off to a good start. And they're kind of at a running back by committee. And O'Fallon's always gonna have athletes, so um, they're they're kind of young in those areas. But I think they're just gonna get better as the season goes on. And their defense is led by Steph Tolliver and Drake Mosley, a linebacker, have been um, pretty solid so far. And the question on everybody's mind, though, is will their teachers go on strike because they've got a contract that's up, and really? there is a potential strike at O'Fallon High School with the O'Fallon High School teachers. I hope it doesn't happen. I hope things get settled and the teachers get what they need and the and the and the kids don't have to forfeit any athletic contests but it's on people's minds and it is a potential topic and something to keep an eye on day by day. Really? Yes. I didn't I had no idea about no one brought that up to me. But uh, I'm I'm not like plugged in like you are here so uh that's that's huge. That's a story to keep an eye on Metro East and uh St. Louis community and like I said yeah. 
I am hoping for the best for the kids, the community, the school district, everybody. I'm not taking sides. I hope things get get done. But O'Fallon is good. So those are two Southwestern Conference teams right there. Boom. Number five, DeSmet. Number four, Summit. And then you get to number three, also undefeated, 3-0, and Edwardsville. Talk about the Tigers. Yeah, well, I got to see them week one, and uh, they kind of got off to they got off to a great start. I know they could have played a lot better. Um, I think both teams would tell you that in that one, and they beat what's looking like a really good Jackson team who uh, took down Francis Howell, who was previously ranked sixth in the state of Missouri and reigning uh, class five state champions. And, um, and you know, Edwardsville only gave up 21 points to those guys, and Jackson scored, like, I think over 100 points in their last two games since then against good teams. So um, that's a really good win. And, you know, they had a two 47 to six victories their last two weeks combined. And now they have a huge, huge game coming up against O'Fallon, which I will tell you right now, I'm going to be there filming that one. And uh, I can't wait. And it's, it's almost, it's, it's really fitting that it's going to be at O'Fallon because, you know, that's the rematch from their playoff game last year that ended with some controversy, but not taken away, but that was a fantastic game as well. So, I'm I'm really excited for the, to cover that one. A lot of people are looking forward to that one. And quarterback Jake Curry is off to a hot start. Dalton Brown in the middle of that defense. Who are some of the other players of the Tigers that you're keeping an eye on, John? <laughs> well, I mean, I think a lot who a lot of people are taking you know keeping an eye on Jose Epinesa, defensive end, of course, five star uh, junior edge rusher. So he's uh you know and and what was kind of impressive is like you said you mentioned Dalton like Dalton and Yose barely played in that game because of just cramps or little bits of injuries and so that was particularly impressive that uh you know Edwardsville was able to win that one but Kellen Burnfree um you know he's off to a solid start Jack Weaver is one of the best tight ends of the whole area so um you know he had two touchdown receptions in that Jackson game and um they what really st- sticks out with Edwardsville is like they have a lot of depth at receiver and just the skill positions. I know Coach Kelsey Pickering, he named like six guys in the receiver unit uh, to me when I was previewing the Tigers, and uh, he was really excited about them. And so, and then, yeah, you talked about Jake Curry. He's off to, you know, he's one of the best quarterbacks, I think, in all of Illinois, let alone the let alone St. Louis. And so, I mean, he's about 5'11". He was just a little taller. I think he'd be getting a lot more offers, but he's he's off to you know uh, SIU Carbondale. So he's uh, I think he really lucked out there. He's an A plus student. He's a fantastic quarterback. He throws an accurate ball. He velocity. throws throws it on a rope. The kid's going to do big things the rest of this year. And as a Saluki, I'm going. I'm, I'm on the record for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, rooting rooting for that kid. Well, yeah, love. I got to you know I, I I've uh, talked to him and uh, Dalton personally at the you know, last year at the, when Mascuta was uh, you know playing their quarterfinal game. Got to talk to those two guys, uh, great young men, both of them for sure. Okay, and number two, CBC two and one. They're pretty good, I guess. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, but number state one, <laughs> you got the number one team has a losing record. Oh, yeah. Here we go, John. Explain East St. Louis as the number one football team. I think everybody who sees this is going to be like, oh, okay, it makes sense. You know, they're one and two, but there's nobody around here is gonna, who's going who's gonna to say, oh, that's stupid, right? Well, you'd be surprised. Okay. <laughs> Are you getting grief for that? Because I'm, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm going to give it to you because they're playing a national schedule. It's true. Okay. You know, a lot of these teams on here that are 3-0 and have played – 
have played great competition. Talk about East St. Louis and their two losses. So they their first loss was to Mount Carmel, which, in my opinion, they are the best team in the state. Um, and that was a very close game. They lost by three, had a late comeback attempt, and uh, just couldn't get a could not get a defensive stop. Um, you know, just a great game by both teams. And then they had a fantastic victory over uh, Baltimore St. Francis in a scrappy 13-7 game. Um, you know, they had a really big time defensive stand and in the red zone to preserve that victory. And then they uh, they uh, you know took it in the chops against uh, Addis Cosita, which is. Uh, Houston area team in Texas, and they are, uh, I believe, they're the fifth ranked team in Class Six, which is their biggest class. And if you're a if you're ranked that high in the biggest class in Texas, then you're probably a top 100 team in the state. And they are. They're actually uh, Max perhaps had them ranked at 35th in the country. So, um, you know, the to play those three teams, I think you know it's all about matchups. I think I'm confident to say that I don't think any other team in the whole area can beat any of those teams. So the fact that East St. Louis not only beat one, but nearly beat Mount Carmel. So that says a lot about East St. Louis, especially when they're usually probably more the most vulnerable and early in the season for them. I think lately, when you're going to, in a few weeks, or maybe even this week, um, they're going to be a lot better, I think, going forward. So um, it's easy if you want to play East St. Louis, probably the best time is to play them in the first three weeks of the season, but not later in the year. Well, they look good. Anybody going to? Touch them. Are they 6A? They are still 6A. 6A. Hmm. State champs. Crown them? I'm not crowning them yet. It's too early. But I uh, I know I've talked to some people up in Chicago, and um, they're pretty confident that East St. Louis can win state again. How many Division One athletes in their starting Ooh. offense? Off offense starting alone. Offense. I think they got a few linemen that are stepping up. It'll probably get some D one offers. And then Robert Battles committed to Linwood, who is D one now. So you gotta go there. And then Jesse Watson's committed to Purdue. Um I'd say about four or five. Just on the offense. Just on offense. On defense, how many division one athletes? Yeah, so they have a linebacker who transferred from Cardinal Ritter, Mackay Mixon. He's uh, got some D one offers. Um and then I would say just about their whole secondary. Okay. Yeah. Is, uh, so really you're good. you're telling me that, uh, uh, at least ten kids. I'd say about nine right now. Nine or ten kids at East St. Louis are Division One. Yeah, athletes. Yeah. Okay. Top top team in the Metro East in the St. Louis area, and I think it's interesting that you have one, two, three, four teams from one conference in the top ten. Yeah. Four teams from the Southwestern Conference in the top 10 is the Southwestern conference, the best football conference in the St. Louis area. It's the best St. Louis. Uh, it's the best football conference in the St. Louis area. You're in, you're out or this year. It changes this year. Definitely. Um, you know, uh, maybe last year they probably were the best too. It's, it, it's, it's between the Metro Catholic conference and the Southwestern conference. Cause the Southwestern conference is, I think without a doubt, the best um, conference Downstate in Illinois, easily um, with I think a close second by the um, the Central State Eight in the Springfield area. Um, but yeah, with East St. Louis, and I tell you what, I'm really excited for Edwardsville because they're in uh, Class Seven this year. Oh, I, I think they're a, didn't I, realize that. Yes, they are. They're being ranked in Class Seven. So okay, that was I was like a pleasant surprise to me because I think you know it's great to play at the best level, but you know for years Edwardsville's had some great teams that just 
fell short to um, some unbelievable teams. So will O'Fallon stay 8A? Yeah, they're ranked. Uh, they were ranked last week seventh in eight A, and I I think it'd be pretty hard for them to stay ranked um, coming coming into this week. So I don't think they'll be ranked, but probably receiving some votes. Um, but I think Edwardsville's a top five. I mean, they're not ranked top five, but I think looking at the rankings, looking at the teams, doing some research, I think they're a top five team in class seven. And I'll go as far as to say I think they can compete for a state championship, especially if they can uh, get a good draw and hopefully avoid Mount Carmel until the state championship. And don't forget Belleville West, new coach coming over from St. Mary's. They're on the upswing. They are. So we, we talked about almost every team in the Southwestern conference, but the one, one of the teams that we didn't talk about was West and they're improving. It was great. You know, for them to beat Mascuda and uh, the first week was a huge sign for them. You know, I mean, to, come in and beat the uh, you know quarterfinalists in class five in Illinois um, to do that. And I know Mascuda's off to a little bit of a rough start at one and two, but to, that, that's a huge sign for the program. And I know West, they've lost their last two games, but they're definitely on the come up. And, you know, Ken Turner's a, I don't know if he's, he's, he could be a hall of fame coach one day. I mean, everywhere he goes, they win. And, um, you know, he's got a great staff and, um, you know, if you can get a, you can get a school like Belleville West and the athletes they have to buy in. Um, you know, the, the wins and the talent are going to come in, uh, you know, and I think already has. Okay, I want to ask you what what have been the biggest surprises for you, but first I want to talk about Viviano Heating and Air Conditioning. We're heading into fall. It's time to check your heating unit. Viviano Heating and Air Conditioning is a family-owned and operated HVAC company that strives to provide quality heating and cooling services throughout the Metro East, including Edwardsville, Collinsville, Belleville, Troy, O'Fallon, all these communities that we just talked about, all these high schools that we just talked about. That's where Viviano works. A proud train distributor, their technicians install and service all makes and models of equipment. Whether you're looking to maintain, repair, or replace, Viviano has you covered. For service you can trust, don't hesitate to call Viviano today at 618-345-7498 or visit them online at vivianoair.com. It's hard to stop a train. I personally called in the folks from Viviano. They did a fantastic job servicing my air conditioning unit this summer. Okay, John, biggest surprises this fall in football. Like you thought, whoa, didn't see that coming. Well, you know, we were talking about, you know, Belleville West beating Mascuda. I um, I thought Belleville West would be better, but just not like, wow, beating Mascuda week one. Okay, that's a statement. And then um, Alton beating Triad. Um, I think that shows that Alton has improved a lot uh, quickly. And uh, that's huge. I mean, it's been a great first three weeks for this. Let's stay with Alton for a second. Because that's a program that has gone through some tough times. Yeah, ever since 2018. Well, you got a coach this year who resigned basically just days into the season or right before the season. So you get a brand-new coach now, and this guy is working his tail off. We played a tennis match right there next to their practice. He's working hard. He's hustling for these kids. He took over this program. He's in a tough spot. And he's doing a fantastic job. Yeah. I give him a ton of credit for 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 grabbing the reins in this program, bringing it stability, and 
getting a great win. It's against huge. Triad. It's a huge win. Um, you know, to beat an established program like Triad um, is, you know, one incredible for the kids and the program, and then and also to stay with the kids. You know, like they can see like, wow, it, this is working. What he is, you know, coaching us up and selling us like it's working. So, you know, they're gonna. You know, I don't know why their uh, their former coach quit or whatever or resigned, but he uh, said he he uh, he took a job in 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 another school district as an administrator. Right. Yeah. So, but they that might have been a blessing in disguise because what their new coach he's obviously doing some something right to do that. Well, like I said, I and and the thing is, if you take over, we're talking about Cody Markle, by the way. Okay. Cody Markle at at Alton High School. Here's the thing: if I took over a tennis team. Uh, you know, a couple days into the season or right before the season, it would be okay. I, right. I, I could figure it out. But a football team is a different thing. You have offenses to install and defenses to install and players to evaluate. That's a that's a totally different animal. So kudos to Cody Markle for the job he's doing for the community mm-hmm. in Alton. So I wish I wish that team and I wish I wish those kids uh, the best. Okay, tell me your top stories that you're watching. Top things that you're looking forward to as we move on through the fall on the grid on the gridiron. Well, some really good stories going on, and they, that kind of come with the um, you know shock factor is um, Dupo at three and zero. That's been great. Um, I've, I listened to your you know interview a year ago with Zach Klostermeyer, and then it, then his other interview on both our you know our friends of the show uh, the six one eight high school huddle. So um, love those guys, right? Yeah. So uh, you know. I can see why the Dupo players rally around Zach and believe in what he's coaching. And, um, you know, with the year they had last year, at getting it, reaching the playoffs for the first time in years, now they're off to three, no start and they're looking great. And, um, maybe might even get in, get ranked in class one, which is just tremendous because Dupo for a long time has, I guess, not really been great at football. So, um, it's, it's just good to see them do doing well. Okay. So you're going to go watch Edwardsville at O'Fallon. Yeah. It's Friday night. Mm-hmm. That's going to be awesome. Any predictions? Ooh, well, I you know um, just got done with a podcast uh, a few hours ago, so you're, you're catching me on the right time here. Yeah, so uh, I think we got Edwardsville's. I think minus five and a half favorites. Um, you're doing a line on high school yeah, football games every week. You're creating the lines. Yeah. Okay. And this is this on YouTube? It's not on YouTube. It's you can find it on Apple Podcast and Spotify. Gateway Sports Venue Show. Do you think people are betting on this? I, they probably Has anybody have. ever told you that? I think one person did. Um, but you, I mean, you can. I mean, there's no website. It's just it's just for fun. Just uh, hey, uh, this is what we think, and uh, you know, do with the, what you will. So you made them a five and a half point favorite at O'Fallon. Yeah. How many points do you give for home field advantage? Three points? Not really much. Like, just like the league. Not much because it's just it's high school football. It's not like there's twenty thousand fans. In this case, it's probably maybe five thousand. Probably three. I don't know, three thousand maybe. So, um, yeah, I, I really like Edwardsville. I mean, I, I literally said they could they could win a state. Well, I'm not saying they could, but they can definitely reach a state title game if they have the right you know um, pathway. But um, this, they're out to three no start and no foul, and they you know struggled last week against uh, you know Lincoln Way Central. But I, I'm sure they'll be better and they'll be ready because I know Edwardsville and O'Fallon do not like each other, so. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped for to cover that one. And yeah, we do top 15 games of the week for, uh, you know, over under, like over unders and, um, and then the, you know, spreads, the over unders are always, uh, fun to do. 
So this weekend, so what's the over-under this uh, weekend for Edwardsville and O'Fallon? I can't remember exactly. I think I want to say it was a 60 and a half. Does anybody ever tell you that you shouldn't be putting lines out there for high school football? Is anybody frowning on this? Only Because once. in no way is the Metro Esports podcast endorsing putting lines out there for football. Yeah, not only once. It was just one parent who um, he just thought it was like, you know, related to gambling. And I'm like, dude, it's just... It's just for fun. We're not encouraging any of that. It's, you know, it's also a way to kind of inform people like, you know, this is who we think are favored in this game. And a lot of, co- I know a lot of coaches and, and parents like really, um, really like it. And um, it, 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 even you said, it's like, you know what, it does give us kind of a good idea of who, uh, you know, what you guys think. And, uh, and it's, uh, I think the majority of the time it usually works out. Okay. Well, how about the rest of the season? What other, what other teams you want to go see for sure? Have you seen Eastside yet? Yeah, um, twice. And I'm, I mean, they look great. The, the, I mean, they they yeah, they've lost twice, but they're you got to understand, like they're playing a, just about the highest level you could play at in, in high school football. So um, or just in the Midwest at least, and so they're that's in, you know they're going to be at least at the very least incredibly battle hardened. So they're going to be. They're going to be a tough out later in the season because they're, you know, they're going to, you know, they're going to get coached up and they're going to, you know, be solid on defense and their offense. Of course, you know, they, they're going to out athlete and big play so many teams. And, uh, you know, I think we'll see that on, on, fr- on Saturday. They're playing hosting Belleville East on Saturday at one o'clock. That'll be a good one. Yeah, that'll be fun. Unfortunately, I, I don't think we'll have anybody filming just, um, just because I know I'm, I'm going to, the, I'm going with my family to the Illinois Penn State game, so um, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. What's the line on that one? The line I'm pretty sure Penn State is. No, no, no. Oh, East St. Louis. Oh, okay. So um, I we have them down at minus twenty and a half. Okay. Yeah, it was originally minus thirty at four and a half, and then I'm like, okay, we gotta my my uh, co-host, and I'm like, okay, we got it, we got to bump that down a little bit. So from thirty four to twenty. Yeah, it's but they they could they probably. Uh, we'll see, but uh, I, I'd like for Beville East to keep it more competitive, you know, just to keep it close. Um, but uh, where's I, the game? It's at Be- it's at East St. Louis. Okay, so that's that'll be really hard for Beville East to come in there. All right, one team we didn't talk about on the Metro East that I think deserves a little bit of attention right now: Collinsville. You're right. Back to back playoff appearances. Uh, got off to a loss. Yeah. By Belleville East. Yeah. 11 point, lost an 11-point lead in the fourth quarter. But Colton Rhodes will have that team back, and they will be vying for a playoff spot toward the end of the year. True or false? True. Colton's done an unbelievable job. I mean, because I'm sure a lot of your listeners know, I mean, Collinsville was kind of an afterthought for a long time in football. And, you know, historically they're a, this, they have an incredible basketball program, and their basketball school still are. Um, but, you know, their football program has gotten so much respect recently, and, um, you know, they finally got a first win in, like, two years in um, the playoffs, COVID shortened season, but yep. th- but then the next year they went eight and one and got to the playoffs. And uh, the last two years they've been, you know, they've gotten a f- home game in the first round, then one last year. They had a playoff playoff win last year, yeah. so back to back years making the playoffs. I think that's the first time ever for their football program it's in a hundred years to do that. And so that <laughs> that that football program has has ignited purple fever in Collinsville and I'm 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 glad to see it. I'm glad to see success in all the teams yeah. in the Metro East for sure. Okay. Said you've seen some uh, heinous comments uh your way on on the X. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Well, no, not X is actually really respectful. And I think, I think a lot of people, particularly kids, um, I think they have it, but they just don't use it. And I think they know like, okay, if I say this, it's going to make me look really bad, but on Instagram, no one's going to notice. So they say it. Um, and that's where the kids are. And, um, it's, uh, I can't repeat some of the things <laughs> said. <laughs> they don't get banned. Well, no. And I don't want to like, you know, come off as, you know, soft or whatever. I just, you know, you let it go and it's just the comments. It is, the, it is what it is. So, um, at I least mean, they're paying attention, right? They're paying attention. And ironically, someone said, I, you know, nobody does pay attention to your rankings, but like, well, you're here. So, um, I think it's, they has, has over a hundred comments right now. And it's really just ignited just because I think a lot of people thought CBC should be ranked because they're two and one. I get it. Reigning two time, you know, consecutive state champions in Missouri. And I think a lot of people do want to see kind of East St. Louis get knocked off, you know, knocked off their high horse or whatever you want to call it. And uh, just see someone else there. And, um, I think, um, you know, I'm, I was, you know, I've been accused of just, you know, favoring them or, you know, East St. Louis, just to nice to put it nicely. <laughs> um, and, but here's the thing, but you got to respect who they've played. And, you know, CBC, on the other hand, um, you know, they've played two unranked teams. I don't know if SLU is still ranked in classics, but I think that closely like, unranked teams in, in the state for their classifications in, in, the, in Indiana and Missouri. And then they played a really good Bryant team from Arkansas. The five, literally, they've won five consecutive state championships in Arkansas, and they – Lost by fourteen. I'm like, you know, that's a very competitive game. That's that's good. But St. Louis, they're playing literally like a nationally ranked team every week so far, and um, you know they're gonna get in, they're gonna get in the conference play. And and I'll tell you this: if if they drop one of those conference games, and yeah, they're they're not gonna be ranked number one anymore. What if they beat What if they beat uh, Belleville East by three points? That's a great question. I know. Um, you'll you'll cross that bridge when you come to it. I might. People are gonna have to just stay tuned and follow you. Yeah, they're gonna have to follow the Gateway Sports venue for your weekly high school football rankings. Yeah, that's right. You know, you answer your question. I think I would, I would rank them down. I would take them down. To, uh, Something to think about. It's, it is. I think you know. Hey, it's great to you know all these teams. This is local, and you know if you only beat Belleville East by a score, which is great for Belleville East by the right. way, that'd be amazing. Right. But yeah, for East St. Louis, I would probably have to take them down. Take take them down a, a one or two spots. John Huff, Gateway Sports Venue, thanks so much for coming in tonight. And uh, as these high school teams go into conference play, I think you need to come back by maybe toward the end of the season, maybe like right before the playoffs, do a little playoff preview. Sound good? Playoff preview, that is like week nine is the most, uh, probably outside of the opening week is the second most fun time of the year. It's just, it's kind of like you get a March Madness vibe, especially in Illinois when like you don't know like who's going to land where and uh, you know, besides Missouri, where it's a lot more boring because, like, you know who's going to be where in districts. It's already pre- predetermined. But in Illinois, you know, it's kind of like Selection Sunday on week nine. Clearly, everything is better in the Metro East, John. Thanks so much yeah. for coming by. appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you all for listening to this huge show, man. How about this? Brian Jones, a bag expert in Bunker Hill girls and boys volleyball coach, Anna Murphy from Highland High School, Daniel Gear from SIU Edwardsville and Father McGivney and John Huff of the Gateway Sports Venue. Incredible guests this week. For partners, Cassins, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, Callaway Home Loans, Keller Williams Marquee, the Blasting Game Group, Integrity Spine and Joint Center, Front Office Fiduciary Network, Oakbrook Golf Club, Viviano Heating and Air Conditioning, and Wang Gang Asian Eats. And for associate producer, Keaton Anderson, 
Thank you for listening to the Metro Esports Podcast, talking all things sports in the Metro East.